next guest, listen to this, right? My next guest is a sex educator and a lifestyle coach. Among the many amazing things she does, she offers a rate your rooster service, right? And I don't mean the kind, you know, you find on a farm. Lanny is on the line. How are you, missus? How's it going? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Lanny Pavlovich, you're from Australia. Where exactly are you based? So I'm in Brisbane, which is in Queensland, north um, of Australia. That's right. That's right. So you are a sex educator. Can you explain what that involves? Yeah, so essentially what I do is I try to modernise sex education. Um, So I work with men, women, couples, um, and I kind of give them an approach to sex education that they don't get in school or, you know, it's not all just wear a condom and you'll be fine. I sort of talk about things like pleasure and, um, you know, embracing sexuality, that kind of thing. Okay, and how are the Aussies with the old sex chat? Yeah. Well, it's uh, you like the Irish enough. I, yeah, yeah, you know what? Irish are more uh, um, open-minded. I find. Whoa. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. You guys are totally backwards. Then, and what, uh, what kind of people come to you for help? So I get a I get a mixture really. So I work a lot with young men, so okay. men who are kind of at the start of their sexual journey, let's say. Um, women who are sort of uh, you know new mums, for example, who want to you know regain some of that spice in their life and their sex life. And I work a lot with couples who are sort of maybe like mid thirties um, who want to bring some spice back to their you know sex life as well. So okay. that'd be my main clientele, I'd say. Okay. And any advice on those couples who are in their mid thirties who want to bring <laughs> uh, spice back into their sex life? What would you say to them if they're listening? Communication. And I think that um, communication, we always just think is like, oh, yes, no, but wait. It's a fun kind of communication. So it's not just, hey, I want to have sex. Do you want to have sex? Yeah, sure, let's go. It's more, you know, talk about fantasies. Talk about these things that you would typically hide away. You know, one of the biggest fantasies in the world statistically is a threesome, right? But how many couples are open-minded enough to talk about things like that? So my advice to couples who want to spice things up is... Get really open and honest. Grab a bottle of wine and just sit there and chat about things that you want to try and, you know, see where that leads you. And be open to listening as well, I think, is a big part that we, you know, miss out on in the whole communication thing. Yeah, good advice. Can you tell me about your Rate Your Rooster service? Yes. So this started off initially as a little bit of a joke between my husband and I because um, as a sex educator, I do sometimes get sent the unsolicited dick pic. Do you um, get the dick pics? Do you sent into you? Yes, we, we do. We do. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is not cool, guys. For anyone listening, no unsolicited it's not cool. But no. um But no, I, I guess like it, I always thought it was interesting, though, because I would tend to rate them anyway as far as oh I wonder what what this guy does in bed or you know how he acts in bed and so Rate Your Rooster kind of came about as a way to help men learn more about their own pleasure and sexuality and how to please their woman as well through pretty much learning how to use their anatomy their individual anatomy based on its size and its shape and that kind of thing. So let me get this straight fellas send you d-pics right? Uh Uh-huh because they're looking for help, you rate it and tell them how it's going to work better in the bedroom. Pretty much, right. yeah. So it's not it's not like a, hey, you got a 5 out of 10 penis okay. kind of rating. It's okay. more of a, no, it's, um, you know, I'll give them sort of some suggestions okay. based on, you know, if it's 
well endowed, if it's not so well endowed, how to use it properly, what positions might work best for them, um, I, you know, see, how to please their woman. That's really good advice, but I would be dubious if I was you because... You know, with the angles and men, you know, they'll, they'll say it's bigger than it is. They'll, that's just a fact. Yeah, this, this does happen. But How I must honest admit, are they going to be? Surprised. Yeah, some of them are really honest okay. and some are really not. <laughs> and can I ask you, um, what kind of feedback have you gotten from it? I mean, do, does it work for a lot of men? Funny enough, this has become my most popular service. So okay. this went gangbusters. I have had such fantastic feedback from the men and look a lot of them are actually in long-term relationships mm -hmm. and they are doing this because they want to like they can't pleasure their woman they're not sure how and they don't know what they're doing wrong and so they you know come to me and the feedback I've had has been really 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 good and really positive from you know 95% of the men that I've worked with. Okay and for anybody listening how how do you become a sex educator how does that happen? So I actually studied psychology initially okay. um, and then went on to sexology. So I guess it's like the psychology of sex. And yeah, I did a few sort of um, complimentary courses on sexual empowerment, female empowerment, that kind of thing, life coaching along the way. So yeah, I got into it via those avenues. Okay. And was sex an open topic in your house? Funny enough, it wasn't. No, I actually had a, a, a terrible... <laughs> upbringing when it came to sex mm. and I think that's maybe why I was always fascinated in it I um yeah experienced my own traumas and whatnot when it came to sexuality as a, as a teenager and uh yeah I wanted to sort of change the way people viewed sex as a topic and that's kind of why I got into sex education specifically I want to change the way people see sex as you know young teenagers and teach them respect for their body and their boundaries, consent, that what's kind biggest, of thing. What's the biggest problem you see with teenagers and what's the biggest problems they face? I think it's not knowing how to set their own boundaries. Right. So I think that a lot of teenagers, well, it's kind of different for men versus women. So the women don't really have a lot of uh, positive sex education and so they're not really sure how to say no. They're not really sure how to embrace their own pleasure. They don't um, self-pleasure. All of these things are such taboo topics still. So they're very much in the dark. Whereas men kind of get their education from porn typically. So when you put a young man and a young woman together who, you know, have limited to no education at all, things get really uncomfortable and awkward and don't go very well. So that's, yeah, that's what I'd like to change. And you're married. What, can, do you mind me asking, what does your husband do? Is he in the same industry? Does he do something completely different? Does he think you're mad? My husband's a photographer. Oh. Yeah, no, he, um, he's, uh, he's a photographer and um, he, he loves that I'm very open-minded. He's very open-minded as well. So it's, uh, yeah, he, it didn't surprise him at all that this was the avenue I took. <laughs> and you get a lot of men and women coming to you. What would you say, so we've talked about teenagers, but women, what's the, the biggest problem they're coming to you um, for, would you say? Yeah, I think that um, I get a lot of women who are unsure about themselves and their bodies. So body image and sexuality I've found to be really interconnected when it comes to women because these insecurities we have about our body, the way it looks, how it moves, you know, creates a bit of a blockage when it comes to the bedroom. Mm -hmm. So women aren't fully embracing their own pleasure and their own sexuality because they're afraid of what that might look like. And there also, there's a lot of shame around um, female pleasure still, unfortunately. So that's one of the biggest things I work with women 
about. Funny you should say that. We had a whole discussion on masturbation last week. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I like that. It was good. It was good. And um, so, so what do we do? I mean, how do we change that with with young girls? And how do we make help them be more confident and see themselves in a more positive way? How do we do that? Like, if they're yeah, not getting that kind of sex sex education in key, should we? line them up with a sex educator like yourself? I mean, how do we do that as parents, for example? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. So as a parent myself, I, um, I always think about this, like, you know, at what point do you start yeah. talking to your kids about sexuality and, and self-pleasure? And I think that that's, that's really kind of the key is talking to them about it, like not hiding it away, not making it seem shameful. And, you know, when your kids do get old enough to start asking questions, answer them and be honest and don't just have that conversation of oh you only have sex when you're married or you only have sex with someone you love because that's not true you know teenagers they're going to grow up they're going to have sex they're going to explore so be honest about what that means and um and I guess help them through that process and yeah send them to talk to someone like myself because I think that it it opens their minds to new ways of looking at sex and sexuality as well. Well, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the phone and best of luck with everything. Uh, Lainey Pavlovich, thank you so much. And you can check out her Instagram. It's uh, Lainey Land. We'll be back right after these.